So we're going to talk about ways to offset those polarizing thoughts and feelings you might have discovered. Uh, and when they start rising up in you. There are ways that you can edit your story. You tell about yourself, about people who differ from you in their opinions, and you might have strategies that work for you. So um, we are going to talk about political stereotypes. And if you have the handout, a lot of this will be on page two. If you don't, it's going to be on the screen. So remember, stereotypes are how outsiders oversimplify, dismiss, lump together, and disparage the other. Based on Braver Angels' red-blue workshops, we ask each side to identify the most common stereotypes they run into about their own side. Um, and these are the common stereotypes. So let me make this clear. On the left, on the list above, this is reds identifying what they think blues see of them. This is not what blues said to them. This is what they feel. They go, so reds are saying, blues think I'm racist and the list that you see on there. And then we ask blues the same question and they had a list also. So this isn't what red said to the blues in the meeting. We never have them do that. The blues were telling us what they think reds think of them. So you can see, you know, neither list is lovely to be called a racist or to be called arrogant or unpatriotic or anti-science or any of those things. Stereotypes are not fun. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. There are ways to challenge stereotypes in your own thinking. And that's where you can tell yourself the other group is more varied than the stereotype. And our group, whatever group you're in, is more varied than the stereotype. You can acknowledge their political views and motivations, but they're more complicated than the rhetoric that you've been hearing. So acknowledge the fact that it's not as simple as the stereotype. You can recognize that life experiences inform people's views, and they could be very different from your own. Someone mentioned that they were from a, um, a, a we had someone in our, our main room sharing that she lives near a rural area, which is different than her own. So our experiences and where we live can shape how we think and feel. And then it's really helpful to develop relationships with a variety of people who differ from you politically. Relationships really help undermine those stereotypes. And that book group I mentioned reminds me that the stereotypes don't fit the people that I know and love uh, directly. You can read and listen to what we mean by thought leaders are just people who write um, different information on the other side to hear the points of view that they have. So instead of just reading people on our own side, we can be listening to people on the other side also. Um, and then if you really wanna go all out, you can work to develop an understanding of the history and strands of thought of others who hold different political views than yours. That may take a lot of work. If you just work on the first few, you'll get a long way. So one thing we like to discuss is making depolarizing distinctions. So distinguish between positions people hold and the people themselves. You can believe a viewpoint is completely wrong, 
without believing that everybody who holds that view is stupid or ill-motivated or view them with contempt. You can disagree between policies and core values. Policies are means to ends, ways to support or enact values, not values themselves. People can differ sharply on policies like the role of government and have similar goals for the country and its people. And in the Braver Angels Common Ground Workshops, we have people who hold vastly different views come up with areas of agreement, and we often find there's many more than we realize. You can also distinguish between inconsistency and hypocrisy. Resist the pull to assume that any inconsistency in someone's argument or ideas is revealing a hypocrisy. Inconsistencies between stated values and actual behavior come from often blind spots or the inevitable tensions between competing values. So be really reluctant to use the label of a hypocrite to large numbers of fellow citizens who disagree with you, even when their positions seem contradictory. You might seem inconsistent to them. So now we're going to get to another breakout room, and we're going to have you think about how you personally can resist stereotyping others. And again, in Braver Angels, we always talk from ourselves. We don't talk for a larger group. So to remind ourselves, stereotypes are how outsiders oversimplify, dismiss, lump together, or disparage the other. So given the natural human tendency to stereotype groups who are different, what strategies have you found helpful to counteract, or counteract stereotypes you find yourself holding on any issue, political, climate, government, community? In other words, think about the stereotypes you might hold, and now how do you resist stereotyping everybody else when you think about that? So take a second or two to think about that. Again, you're going to tell how you're going to resist stereotyping the whole group um, and work toward getting rid of that disdain, contempt, and um, disdain for the other. Okay? You know, I have a lot of problems with that area, you know, and I think, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> you know, I don't really know how I'm going to. Um... You know, you. I saw you sign up for the Red Blue Workshop. Uh-huh. You... That I should, again, I shouldn't speak for you. I stopped myself. Just like I said, speak for myself. I didn't know anything about Braver Angels. My friend said, let's go to a red blue workshop. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't even want to be a participant, but they needed one. Mm -hmm. It was so eye-opening and it locked right away. I left. I met Susan Rico, who's on this call, Barbara Farmer, who's on this call, they are politically different from me. And when they spoke, they were breaking my stereotypes. I went, no, 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 you can't be speaking like that. You, What? We agree yeah. on this? Uh, seriously? In my, this is all my inner talk. Yeah. And afterwards, I went up to them and I said, I would love to have coffee with you because you are breaking my stereotypes. And yeah. that's how our alliance got started. And it's been such a gift. So 
try to immerse yourself with people on the other side. And the main thing we have found, and I'm going to talk about this with the whole group, is if you ask people how they came to their feelings and thought, like, what personal experiences led them here, a lot of time that really gives you an insight. And I'll give you a good example. We did a common ground workshop, pro-life, pro-choice, mm-hmm. right after it leaked that the Supreme Court ruling was going to happen when people were really upset. And people thought, no, you're crazy to do a common ground workshop on that. You know, that common ground workshop, it starts with people telling a short story or thought about why they feel the way they do. You can imagine uh, all across the political divide, people had personal reasons for feeling the way they did. And their stories made me feel compassionate to every single person on that call. And there were men and women. And they got me to think about the issue is way more complicated than just right or wrong. And I, uh, yeah. I was on I was on that call, I believe. Oh, it okay. Was, it was very um impressive. Abortion has been sort of a middle ground issue for me, uh mostly, but uh, how people can even the most ardent supporters and the thing I took away from that can be conflicted inside themselves. Exactly. Yes. Or how someone was pro-life and then chose pro-choice or vice versa based on their experience. So, you know, we did um, a common ground workshop on how to teach race and racism in schools with a very diverse group. Mm-hmm. And I was a little nervous about it. it was in person and I thought it might blow up. And the thing is, is they ask for that since you've been in one, you know, what are the values? Everybody valued having students have a real education in human his in history, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I just assumed everybody wanted a whitewashed um, history of some sort Um No pun intended. I just meant, you know, a a one version story. Um, There there were so many common values and solutions that it was really, really mind blowing and hopeful making um, for me. That sounds like that would be very interesting. What are the what is this group that you're talking about? The red. Oh, or the common ground. Yeah. Okay. So Braver Angels has a number of workshops, which we will mention again. And one of them is called the Red Blue Workshop. And that is the most powerful experience in that you hear reds and blues share the stereotypes from that list. If you remember, share what stereotypes they feel people have about them. Then they share why they think that stereotype is wrong, but then they also share where that stereotype may have come from. We call it the kernels of truth. And, you know, when you hear someone say, okay, this, here's the stereotype. This is why it's wrong. You know, we do all these things that you might agree with, or these are all the good things that we do, so to speak. But then we admit that there's been something in history that might give you that feeling or a leader that might give you that idea. It's really powerful. And then there's also in that workshop, um, what we call a fishbowl. 
And the reds and the blues each have a chance where they share why their policies are good for the country. But the powerful part comes when they share the concerns they have about their own policies. Yeah. And when you share, like, here's my, this is why we're great. And then you share, well, this is the problems and concerns we have. Again, that little bit of humility opens doors and it's, it's so powerful. And then um, the, the common ground workshop is when we take one issue and each side shares their values, their concerns and possible solutions for a given topic. And then we, we post all of them and we will look for the areas that we can have a hundred percent agreement. And it blows me away. Like at the pro-life pro-choice one, we had 87% of the values, concerns, and solutions agreed upon 100%. So, you know, yeah, there weren't going to people say, uh, let all abortions happen everywhere. The other group's coming. So I'm going to stop now. But anyway, that gives you an idea. Yeah, but I can say I'm not terribly surprised about that 80 yeah. percent. We just focus on the other 20. Exactly. We are going to just take a few hands for people who would like to share how they are going to resist uh, stereotyping others. And I have to work on this more than once in a while. Okay, Jeffrey, your hand is up. How are you going to resist stereotyping? And we're going to focus on staying on that question, okay? Sorry, my mic was off. Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna that's try, all I'm right. Gonna try, I'm going to try to explain it the best I can, okay? Okay. Okay. I don't, like for like during the meeting, I don't stereotype, I don't judge people based on what they look like, what their religion is, what their gender is, or et cetera. I based them on who they are in here, in here, based on good and evil good and evil and that, and that kind of thing. Like we know Vladimir Putin's evil, Donald Trump's evil, okay. evil, those kind of people. That I'm, I'm just trying to give an example. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, somebody else. Anybody else? Okay, all right. Um, Jayla, oh. unmute yourself. Uh, can I speak? Um, okay, we have Jayla next. If you know how to use the raise hand function, because I couldn't see who that is. There's multi, There's four screens. I can't see everybody. But um, Jayla, go. And if I can't see your hand, I will ask for you in just a minute. Jayla, are you still with us? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So I try not to stereotype because I feel like my generation already does that. And I've been stereotyped basically all my life. So I try not to. But many ways I kind of do is probably talk to that person and get their point of view. And even if we have different point of views, I still will try to be like friends with them. Okay. Um, what in the uh, while you were in the breakout room, we had a couple people who couldn't get back in the breakout room, and we were talking how personal stories can help you understand someone's view. So sometimes you can ask people. How did you come to that view? And sometimes that part, that personal story will help you. Okay, Jack, were you the one that wanted to speak? Go for yes. it. Okay. Yes, um, I, I just told the group that I have made it a practice of uh, abolishing uh, face, Facebook, Twitter, anything that, that is designed as an echo chamber for, for hate and you know, anger and, and, and disaffection to people. 
And of course, I, I think also many of much of our population is uh, victimized by a press and by a news uh, presence that is uh, just totally skewed and basically untrue. So I, f- I feel very lucky uh, that I'm not subject to that. And I try to view people who are subject to that as, as victims more than as bad people. Okay, thank you so much. Um, Bethany. Jordan, I saw that Alan had his hand raised also. Oh, okay, Alan and then Bethany. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, I want to say that, um, yeah, I'm working on um, trying not to stereotype um, between right and left wing parties and um, just have compassion for both sides. And um, part of what's helped me have compassion is like um, being vegan and being green. And um, even though a lot of the right wing sides don't really agree with that, um, they still tend to have compassion for me. So that's a good thing. And you know what? I actually know some reds that are vegan and share some of your views. So keep looking and you might discover that there's a, a wide expanse of people out there. Um, but thank you for sharing. Okay, Bethany and then Beth. Hi, uh, my name is pronounced Bettina. But that's Bettina, okay. I am sorry. so sorry. Thank you for letting me know. Sure, sure. And then uh, basically, I just wanted to echo Jack's words were uh, like exactly what I said in my breakout group that um, I got I I completely deleted my Facebook account a few years ago. And I think the less time people spend on social media, I mean, unless you're just somehow able to not get dragged into that whole thing. um, It's just it's just not a civil place. It's toxic. And um, it really does carry over to outside of social media when you run into people in real life and 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 you hate them because of you know what they and, and sometimes it's what, how they attacked you but I found I also attacked people too and so I'm just glad to be off it. Okay, thank you. Okay, Beth, you get the last word because we we're just having one person each time. So go ahead, Beth. So I did want to echo what the Jack and Bettina, is it Jack or John? Jack. And Bettina just said, because with this social media, I am on Twitter and I use it more for like, I'm in some volunteer groups and we do, you know, we announce volunteer thing, you know, deadlines and that sort of voter outreach thing. And what helped me if you ever get a chance to read or look at look for articles on how social media algorithms work and how they're designed to make you angry and keep you on the platform and there's even some neuroscience like it everything about social media is designed to elicit a dopamine response and the more you know about that the more I think the more I'm able to say wait a minute that's somebody, you know, that's the algorithm stuff. And I'm going to get away from that and go back to what I was doing. It's hard. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to have to wrap up because we're on time, but thank you for that um, input. Okay. I'm going to take a moment to step out of my moderator role and do what I mentioned earlier. Braver Angels has discovered that sharing personal experiences is powerful. So for me, and I'm speaking just for myself, learning this non-polarizing talk 
and non-polarizing ideas has really become a game changer for me. I am literally calmer. I am not living in a world of anger and hate and disregard for others. I see others as fellow human beings. And using the braver angel skills I've learned and practiced for the last three years has actually improved all my relationships, not just political conversations. So this is just my little thought about why my personal experience has helped me on this path. And you know what? Through Braver Angels, we have met so many, I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that have been on these workshops, probably in the thousands now, who want to dial down the political rancor. And that common desire has really given me so much hope. So um, we're going to just let you know that this particular workshop or event took some introductory parts of our Depolarizing Within workshop. And in that workshop, we learn four um, skills that many might have learned from communication skills, but the way we use them really helps in political conversations to make them productive instead of polarizing. And the first is really to listen with the idea that you want to understand. We're not listening for the gotcha. We're listening like, gosh, how? why do you think that way? And what can I learn from you? And then when we listen to them, we acknowledge what we heard. So I hear that this issue is really important to you. And then if there's a part of that that I can agree with, I'm, I'm thinking about someone who may have different views than me, I might say, yeah, I really do see the need for personal individual rights also. Or I really do believe in the Constitution and I agree with your mentioning the Bill of Rights there. So acknowledging any agreement that we have, we never want you to feel like you have to artificially agree with anything though. And then the one tool, um, and I'm a psych major, I did not know this pivot skill. It is incredibly helpful. So if you're talking to someone who disagrees with you on a topic, it even can be a family member about something unrelated to politics. After you've listened to what they've said, acknowledge what they're saying, agree when you can. It's really helpful to signal that you would like to share your view rather than jumping in. So yeah, I hear your views on immigration. I understand that's how you feel. I actually agree with this part of it. Now, would it be okay with you if I share how I feel about this topic? And by stopping and asking someone, is it okay? It doesn't have to be a, a question. It can say, I'm ready to share. But when you get that verbal acknowledgement and they stop and realize you're going to share your view, it's amazing how people actually do start listening to your view rather than just jumping in. So that pivot's really cool. And then share your view with respect. So um, this, these skills, they're talked in great detail in a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour workshop. They really help us to listen to others with a sense of curiosity rather than listening with disdain. So just thinking, changing your mind, I'm not going to listen to how I'm going to jump at you. I'm going to listen to understand you. People feel much more heard. And then when we stop joining our friends and putting down others, we can also slow down polarization. So be aware how and when and your, you and your friends talk about the others with outrage and perhaps hatred. And maybe just 
toning it down a bit. So we have been braver angels have found these skills to really be helpful. So that's the content we're going to share with you today. Um, we have a few final things, so don't jump off yet unless you need to go. Um, we have in the chat um, ways to find out events if you want to get into a real workshop. This was just an introduction. So um, there's debates, there's book discussions, so much more than what is here in the chat. And then, um, oh, I forgot to mention, um, if you're in the Cal Southern California area, on February 4th, we're actually going to have an in-person Red Blue workshop. And if you want to click and find out more about that, you can. And it's a very exciting um, opportunity. There are also uh, all kinds of workshops online if you can't get to there. Um, also in the chat, uh, we would love to see you continue this path toward depolarization and kind of bring this country together. So if you would like to, you could even join Braver Angels. So all you have to do is hold up your phone to the QR code and um, don't take a picture, but just let it um, bring up the Braver Angels website. Our dues are only $12 a year. That's just a dollar a month. Some people do give more. Um, our debates that we have um, have a special format that encourages everybody to participate by speaking or asking questions. And so the debates are structured instead of trying to beat the other side, it's to be able to share your views openly and to be heard well. Um, debate participants gain a deeper understanding of other points of view, and sometimes they learn more about their own views. Um, and they get a renewed sense of common ground and confidence about talking about controversial topics respectfully. And then um, there are podcasts and all, sort of, all sorts of ways to hear and enjoy Braver Angels materials online. So um, thinking about depolarizing, it's not just about being high-minded. It's actually very pragmatic. Many of the differences today that we have as a country have been around in some form since the beginning of our a nation, and they're not going to disappear. If you think about it, our current whipshaw approach to polarized policymaking just leads to undoing each other's policies every four to six years. The result is paralysis and cynicism about government. So quoting a Braver Angels workshop participant, that person said, neither side is going to vanquish the other. So we better figure out how to get along so that we can run this country effectively. And then your polarizing uh, influence in your social circles is apt to occur over time. You're not going to convince your friends overnight to change their views. And basically, I wouldn't try that. I would try to be genuine and use your skills. And then people might pick up and remember what you said and think about it. I would like to thank Richard Proceda from Truth and Democracy Coalition for this joint event. Um, I would also like to thank our Orange County South Bay LA Alliance um, for sponsoring this event. There's several people from that event in Southern California here. And Susan and our Zoom crew, Jordan and Sarah, 
for all the work behind the scenes and to all those mods with the asterisks by their name. Thank you. I can't wait to hear about your breakout rooms. Um, I wish everybody on this call just a joyous, peaceful, healthy new year. We've enjoyed your time here with you, and we hope to see you at another workshop. So, Richard, I'll give you a chance to make your last bye, and then um, thank you, everybody. Thank you so much, Mary, and thank you all of Braver Angels moderators. They spent a lot of work putting this program together for us, and we had, and it was just a wonderful program. And I hope that all of you got something out of it, and that you enjoyed being able to participate in it. I want to remind you, I put in the chat to um, sign up for our next event on the um, origins and importance of individual rights. I put that in the chat. You can also find it at um, tinyurl.com slash liberal origins. And also go to our YouTube page, check it out, subscribe, like, and share, um, youtube.com slash at truth and democracy coalition. And I'll have all your names or your email addresses, keep in contact with us. We're building a pro-democracy movement in America. And I want to thank you for your support. And we need all of us um, working together on that, trying to rebuild what I call the liberal middle which I feel is under attack. And that's what our next programs is about. And I want to thank you all for coming. And I especially want to thank Braver Angels for doing this wonderful event today. Thank you, Mary.